So after that one conversation that I had with the conservative that kind of broke me out of my echo chamber, I just started asking a bunch of questions to my friends. And I just wanted like more information because I wanted to learn. I wanted to figure out things. So I would be like, okay, like, why does this make sense? Like, why do you believe that? And they would attack me or call me names, which only turned me even more off from that side. Conversations are the key to unifying the world. So let's hear from the conversationalists and changemakers who are breaking echo chambers and using their voices for good. I'm your host, Sophie Barron, and this is the Conversationalist Podcast. everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of our journey to unify the world. This episode is an amazing one. And before we dive in, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you can get notified whenever we have an episode. I started The Conversationalist so every single person's voice can be heard. And here on our podcast, I chat with Gen Z activists, entrepreneurs, and game changers from the TC community, as well as experts and thought leaders who are at the forefront of social change. I'm here to help break open your echo chamber so you can unify your world. I'm so excited about the community we're building together. So come join us on the Geneva app by texting UNIFY to 877-222-1119 or simply visit our website, theconversationalist.com. Once you join, you'll be able to find new friends, new opportunities, and 24-7 conversation surrounding anything and everything under the sun that matters to you. Let's dive into today's episode. I get to chat with one of our favorite TC conversationalists and the master of our hot takes room, Zaire Turner. Zaire is a 21-year-old studying at the Savannah College of Art and Design. He is a natural-born creative with a passion for art in almost any form, from drawing to acting to singing to fashion to screenwriting and everything in between. When he's not creating art or talking in the TC community, you can also find him volunteering with Blexit. Zaire opens up about his journey as a Black conservative and the struggles he's faced, so you won't want to miss this episode. Without further ado, let's get the conversation started with Zaire Turner. Zaire, welcome to the Conversationalist Podcast. It is such an honor to have you here. You're one of my favorite people in the community. You've really helped me find my voice through sharing all of your opinions in our community. And I'm just so grateful to know you. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's start off our conversation in proper TC style by breaking the ice. Zaire, I'm going to ask you some fun, short questions, rapid fire style, and I'm excited to hear your answers. So starting us off, Zaire, what is a food you can't live without? I would say a burrito bowl from Chipotle. So good. Oh my gosh. What is your go-to Chipotle order? Steak, white rice, black beans, 
cheese, sour cream, the whole thing. I love it. Chipotle is one of my favorite places, so I had to ask. Number two, Zaire, how did you celebrate your last birthday? Well, I turned 21, so I got to turn up a little bit in my house. But I just spent it mostly, like, just with my family because, you know, quarantine. That's so nice. Oh, my gosh. The big 2-1. So exciting. Number three. This one's a little bit deeper. But, Zaire, what makes you, you? Hmm. I would say speaking exactly how I feel makes me me. Like, just being authentic. I love it. And then next up, Zaire, what is your most controversial take? Oh, God. Um, my most controversial take, I don't know. I, I would say, like, I'm a conservative. Love it. <laughs> That's pretty controversial, yeah. Last icebreaker. This is something that I ask every single person on the show. Since we're all about breaking open echo chambers here at TC, I'd love to know, what does your personal echo chamber look like? I would say mine is just definitely a lot of, like, Christian perspectives from just, like, all different types of people. But then, like, leaning into kind of just conservative and, like, non-religious conservatives, like, on that kind of spectrum. And even, like, a lot of libertarian stuff as well. I don't really identify with a party, so it's my religion also mixed with kind of like libertarian conservative. Thank you for sharing. And without further ado, Zaire, let's talk. Zaire, you've been so open in the TC community and on social media about your personal journey in finding your voice and also in establishing your own political beliefs too. I'd love to know, was there a particular moment or a conversation that really jump-started this journey for you? Yes, there actually was. Like, way back, I'm saying way back, but it was only, like, a year ago, when the whole Black Lives Matter protest started, like, happening again after the death of George Floyd, I kind of was unaware of a lot of things going on because I've always been apolitical, and I, like, leaned left, not because I knew anything about politics, but more of just, like, I was told that that was, like, the way to think or, like, the good side or whatever if that makes sense so once george floyd died and i saw all of this unrest and uproar and all these things i wanted to really educate myself and figure out how to find a solution and so i started talking to a bunch of people of different perspectives and my one friend so he's a black conservative i'm a black liberal at the time we went on this instagram live together and just had like a conversation kind of wanting to see where we stood on the issue of police brutality and after a few minutes I had this conversation with him and he just kept asking me questions and I've never been challenged on my opinions before politically until this moment so that really gave me an opportunity to reflect and ask myself like why I thought some of the things I did. We ended up agreeing on the fact that Police brutality is an issue, but we should make it just a police brutality issue and not a race issue. And then we feel like everyone on both sides could just come hand in hand and do it. And after that moment, from then on, I just kind of went like downhill because I started asking like, wait, why is it a race issue? Why is it this and that? And 
that sparked my journey, I would say. That's super interesting. And I'd love to dive into what you answered during our Break the Ice segment when I asked you what a controversial take is that you hold. (laughs) And you answered that you're a conservative. Can you share a little bit more about why you chose that answer? Um, I feel like a lot of my takes would be deemed as like a controversial hot take. But for me, I don't usually try to be controversial. And I think like I answer that specifically because just being a conservative has gotten me in so much trouble when, like, I'm not trying to really be controversial or be rebellious. It just happens. And what has that been like for you? It was a learning experience, to say the least. But in the beginning, it really kind of took a toll on me because I was still in the phase of, like, Am I a conservative? Like, what's going on? Because I would be canceled and unfriended and blocked just for asking questions. So after that one conversation that I had with the conservative that kind of broke me out of my echo chamber, I just started asking a bunch of questions to my friends. And I just wanted, like, more information because I wanted to learn. I wanted to figure out things. So I would be like, okay, like, why does this make sense? Like, why do you believe that? And they would attack me or call me names, which only turned me even more off from that side. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I think asking questions is so important, right? In order to have any sort of understanding. And it seems like you've learned so much about what it means to have important conversations through discovering your own beliefs. But I know that before we started recording, you and I were chatting a little bit about boxes and how sometimes we can feel like we're placed into boxes where people don't really know our full selves. So I'd love to know, Zaire, when I I would say, first of all, like, how does that concept resonate with you? And second of all, like, what boxes would you say you have been placed in and what would you want people to know about you outside of those boxes? I would definitely say that resonates with me because as someone that's a conservative, I feel like I'm often just told that I'm either saying these things just because like, I want to start a controversy, I want to be different, I want to be special, or I just want to cause drama. But in particular with the whole boxes thing, I feel like A lot of people mistake just being a conservative with, like, that being your job. Whereas for me, like, the things I post about and talk about in terms of, like, conservatism and this type of stuff is just kind of a side hobby for me. Because if anyone, if you ask anyone in real life, they would just know me from being an artist, being a creative person. I have a song on iTunes, like, all this different art forms I love to do. And a lot of people just, like, know me as just, oh, he's just a conservative. Oh, put me in the box of just, he thinks this way, he thinks that way. But in reality, I'm a three-dimensional person like everyone else. I'm so happy you brought that up. And I loved learning more about even the animated show that you're working on for school. Like, these are so many awesome things about you that I didn't even know about. And so... I think that's such an important lesson that we should get to know people outside of the boxes that we place people into sometimes. And that's where preconceived notions can kind of point us in the wrong direction. So I'm so happy you brought that up. And Zaire, is there anything else that you would want people to know about you? Or has any of this ever taken a toll on your own mental health at times? Or do you think it's helped you kind of feel more confident and assured in your own beliefs? I think I I definitely had a, a journey 
when it comes to this topic because it's like at one point it did kind of take a toll on me like i've lost all of my friends and just people stopped talking to me and this was all during quarantine which is just a whole other pile of stress but i wouldn't trade it for the world because it just it taught me so much like the lessons i've learned because of the hardships i've been through i feel like just helped me grow as a person and now i know i would rather quality over quantity when it comes to friends before i would just i would want to go out or i would just want to hang out just hang out but like i definitely have learned to read people better and to kind of listen to red flags or bad vibes ahead of time yeah i totally hear you i think the quality over quantity piece really resonates at least for me personally and i'm sure you've also learned a lot about how to navigate these difficult conversations i know you do this every single day at tc and i'd love to know what are some of the lessons that you've learned in this space and how do you navigate difficult conversations in your personal life when there can be disagreement so navigating uh difficult conversations i feel like it was a skill for me to master because in the beginning i would kind of be hurt if people didn't understand me or would not agree with me but then i got to the point where it's, it's normal for people to disagree like we're all different we all have our own individual experiences so i'm not going to take it personally i'll just kind of tell people what i think and why i believe it but ultimately i can't control what other people think so you have to pick your battles basically <laughs> Totally. I I definitely resonate with that. What do you do in those moments? Like when you feel heated and, you know, a part of you really wants to say something that isn't productive, like what do you do to manage that? So I, okay, I used to be very problematic before I was a conservative. I would be like known as the person who would just send such like savage long texts and just be like super kind of explosive at times because I would just say whatever I was feeling regardless of how the other person would see it or anything. So now having these conversations on the conversationalist because I'm a different person now, I don't send those long and kind of unproductive texts. Instead, I just think about like my feelings, why I feel the way I do is this question productive or is it because i want to learn something so it's kind of just like taking a step back and just asking what you want to achieve and then it goes back to picking your battles if you're not sure if the person's going to want to engage in a conversation you have to just one of you has to get out of the conversation for it to be productive totally and i think that's such a good lesson that i wish that i had learned earlier in life like the whole concept of picking your battles right there's a time and a place for a difficult conversation and it can be exhausting at times but you do such a good job of leading by example so i'm so grateful to have you at tc thank you of course and i know we talk about this all the time right this concept of unifying the world so zaire i'd be curious to know down the road if there was a world that was unified, in which TC would not need to exist anymore because we reached our mission. What does that unified world look like to you? I think that unified world would be like a place where people, one, where people chose to be kind, and two, where people weren't afraid to say what they believed. That's so awesome. I picture that. I dream about that world. But I know right now in 2021, I personally believe 
a huge reason as to what's hindering us from getting there is cancel culture. And I know that you've been a victim of cancel culture before, and we could have a whole episode dedicated just towards cancel culture. But I'd be curious to know, how has cancel culture kind of changed your worldview on unification? And I guess, what would you want people to know about cancel culture? That is such a good question. Cancel culture, I feel like, is very dangerous because in theory, it sounds great. Like, why would anyone want to disagree with holding people accountable for, like, being a horrible person. But in practice, I've seen it go wrong so many times. And even personally, when I see a bunch of victims of cancel culture and, like, celebrities kind of be targeted, I feel like every time I see these apologies, I feel like they're pandering or they don't really mean it or they're just saying what they think needs to be said in order for them to keep their careers. So I feel like... The cancel culture, the mission, I guess, is to kind of hold people accountable. At least that's what I hear a lot. But in practice, I think they're actually just creating a society of fake people rather than like genuine nice people and genuine mean people. I think we're just creating a society of genuine nice people and then like fake nice people. My name is Anthony Dean, and I approve this hot take. We all know what that sound means, Zaire. It is time for a TC hot take. And for those of you who are new to the conversation list, hot takes are such a big part of our community. We have a whole room in Geneva dedicated to hot takes. And I've got to say, Zaire, you're probably one of the people who frequents the hot takes room the most. And this is where we get to share a controversial thought, idea, opinion, icebreaker question that is a great jumping off point for conversation. So today's hot take is brought to us by the one and only Anthony Dean. So Anthony's hot take for you, Zaire, is that Anthony believes that no politician should be able to hold office for 40 years. Anthony thinks that 10 is too much, let alone 20, 30, or even 40 years. So I'd love to know, Zaire, where do you stand on this hot take? I 100% agree. I feel like when it gets past 20, it feels like a monarchy at that point. Like, granted, people are voting, but at the same time, there should be a limit, in my opinion. So I agree. Do you have an ideal term limit in mind for politicians? I know the presidential term limit is just eight years. So I would say, I feel like that'll that'll be a nice standard for just like any position. Eight years. Well, thank you for sharing your opinion on this hot take. I hope that anyone who's listening will come join us in the hot takes room to dive in to this one and so many more. So if you're listening and you're not a part of the TC community, come join us. We're on the app 24-7 to talk about anything under the sun from term limits all the way up to, you know, everything Zaire and I have been talking about today and more. So just click the link in our bio on Instagram at The Conversationalist or head to our website, theconversationalist.com. And we can't wait to see you there to talk about more hot takes. Zaire, I have loved learning more about your journey today. I think there's so much about your backstory that I hadn't realized before this conversation. So as we head over to our advice segment, I would love to know what advice do you have for other Gen Zers who are listening to our conversation today, who are trying to figure out their voice and their beliefs and don't know where to start? I love that question. 
So my advice would definitely be to love yourself enough that you can trust yourself, trust your intuition, and trust your opinions so that you won't need the external validation. So you can feel comfortable enough to think what you want to think, say what you want to say, and confidently be proud of who you are and your thoughts. Then it doesn't matter what so-and-so says about you. It doesn't matter if anyone cancels you. If you're confident and know who you are and what you think, I feel like that's really powerful. That's awesome. And to follow up, I'd be curious to know, you know, we talked about your backstory and some of the struggles that you faced as a Black conservative. I think oftentimes there's this narrative amongst Gen Z or even society at large that people don't even want to have conversations with quote-unquote the other side. And I know that conservatives are not a monolith, but if you were giving advice to someone out there who might want to start having these important conversations with conservatives and might be afraid to do so, what advice would you give and what would you want people to know? I would want to tell people that if you really want to make an effective change, you have to be willing to listen. It doesn't mean that you have to really agree, but to just listen especially when it comes to Black issues specifically. Like, I talk about those more than anything because that's just, like, super important to me. I feel like it's so important to talk to all Black people, not just ones that agree with one perspective, but just every perspective as a whole because Black people of different ideologies solving an issue, I think, is way more effective than a bunch of different races of the same ideology trying to find a solution. Thank you for sharing that. I think sometimes we end up grouping people together, right? Like what we talked about with boxes. And so that's such an awesome reminder to start having those conversations from the standpoint of wanting to genuinely listen. And Zaire, last question for you in our advice segment. We talked a lot about cancel culture, and I know we could have talked about way more, but do you have any tips for someone who might be tempted to cancel someone and how they could instead perhaps maybe have a conversation. Do you have any tips in the cancel culture department? Yes, because I used to be one of the cancelees or cancelers. Fun fact, I was one of the people who like canceled Kanye when he like first supported Trump and I like deleted all of his albums off of my phone and all of this stuff. Because I was convinced that he was a bad person and all these different things just because of my preconceived notions of what I thought conservatives and Black conservatives were like. So I guess my advice to someone who's thinking about canceling someone would be just to ask yourself, why are you canceling this person? Do I have all the information? Am I canceling this person because they did something wrong or am I canceling this person because I want to just bully them I feel like those are just important questions to just really ask yourself and I think that you can cancel someone by just like no longer supporting them but then it draws a line when you start like commenting on their stuff or making hate pages and stuff like that thank you for sharing that I think the line can get blurred right between canceling holding someone accountable, bullying, it's its hard to tell. So I think asking ourselves those questions is so important. Mm-hmm. 
Zaire, thank you so much. Now we're gonna head over to our self-promo segment. So share with us, what are you currently working on? How can we stay in touch with you and follow you and learn more about the awesome conversations you're having? Thank you. So I am currently working on Blexit Student Movement. I'm the media producer, which means I make the content on their Instagram page. The username is at Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T, students. And my personal Instagram, where I post all of my hot takes and opinions and art and all the stuff that I do, is just at Zaire, Z-A-H-I-E-R, just my first name, at Zaire. Besides that, I'm excited for what's going next. That's awesome. Well, Zaire, we are so excited for you here at TC. We have loved having you as a part of our community. So we have to end our conversation today by giving you some snaps. In proper TC style, Zaire, you shared so many awesome things today that I want to highlight. And a few of those are number one, sometimes you can't control what other people think. So being confident and being able to control what you can control is so important, especially in conversations. I love what you shared about picking your battles as well. I think in a conversation, It's important to know when the right time and place is to have that conversation. And sometimes we got to pick and choose. So thank you for that important reminder. And lastly, even though it was tricky to get to this point in your life through some difficult moments, I love what you shared about the importance of quality over quantity. I think that applies to so many scenarios, especially with loved ones and friends. And I think it's important to remember that at the end of the day, it is about the people who are going to be there in our lives to stay with us and stand by us and uplift us. And I know that you are that person for us at TC. And so we're so grateful for you. And thank you so much again for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. What an amazing conversation. Thank you again to Zaire for coming on the show. He is truly paving the way for what it means to share your opinion without fear of judgment, which is what we are all about here at TC. Make sure you give him a follow and learn more about Zaire in the show notes. Today's episode helped to break open my echo chamber by hearing about how Zaire not too long ago transitioned from one side of the political spectrum to the other. His journey reminded me of how important it is to normalize the changing of our opinions as we explore different ideologies and how we should all do our best to be open to multiple points of view. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please subscribe to The Conversationalist Podcast wherever you're listening right now. And if you want to meet incredible people like today's guest, come join us in The Conversationalist community on the Geneva app. We're there 24-7 to talk about anything on your mind that matters to you. Just click the link in the show notes below or click our link in bio on Instagram at The Conversationalist and check out our website, theconversationalist.com. If you want to join right here, right now, just take out your phone and text the word UNIFY to 877-222-1119 and we'll see you there. You may have been wondering what our segments mean and where they come from, like Break the Ice, Hot Takes, Let's Talk, and Snaps. So come to our community to find out and see for yourself. I'm Sophie Barron. We'll see you next time on The Conversationalist Podcast, where we amplify and unify together. The 
Conversationalist Podcast is a production of The Conversationalist LLC. No part of this program can be reproduced or published without written permission from the producer. The views expressed on this podcast are not the views of The Conversationalist, its partners, team members, or affiliates. Copyright 2021, The Conversationalist.